Welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. Hey guys, what's happening over there to my to my front? Whoa, right in front of me? To your front butt? To my front butt? What? What is that? <laughs> what? What is that? All the wells. Wells. Without further introduction, because it's getting cringy. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Not yeah, getting yeah. cringy, he says. <laughs> what's new? What's happening? Anything? I mean, we at least got to let the intro play through before we get into the news. Yeah, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, vamp, vamp. Okay. <laughs> hey, how was the new Spider-Man movie? I don't know yet. I don't, I don't know, know yet I'll, either. I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm going to go see it in the theater. So my, my concern is that after Endgame, in the huge movie arc that all that was, my fear is that superhero movies about to fall on their ass. Yeah, I can Spider-Man see that. might be able to pull it off because it's got the teen crowd excited about that. But after that, like, I just don't know if they aren't catering to specific market segments. Like, I just don't know that they're going to ever be in a position to challenge Avatar ever again. Well, which we know they are already doing because they're doing the like. Who wants an Inhumans movie? Not I. The TV show did so well. Right? Canceled after four episodes. I never even knew there was an Inhumans TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That tells no, you I, like, I was actually, you need to know. I was like super excited about it, right? Like Black Bolt, Medusa, like like this Goliath. is... Goliath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be really cool. And, and um, Who? Um, the big dog. Lockjaw. Not Goliath. Lockjaw. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of really cool, super fun things. And like... They're, it, they're cosmic heroes. It hurt. It was so bad. Oh, I could imagine. Like I, I heard the reviews of the first episode and was like... <clears throat> and I'm nope. like, you know what? Everybody's jaded. I'm going to give it a chance. Two episodes in, I'm like, so they cut off Medusa's hair. This is dumb. I'm out. Whoa. They went that far? In like the second episode. Spoiler alert. Like, if you were ever going to go back and watch the six episodes of The Inhumans. That was six. Something something like that. I mean, it was not many. It's not as bad as Swamp Thing that got canceled after (sighs) one episode. It did. Like, did the episode even make it out before it got canceled? I don't know. I've been seeing ads for it, so I think so. I mean, the uh, the Runaways, I think, is still going. And what, what, so between just kind of like (coughs) superhero burnout, which DC is not helping, I might add. No. But all that stuff, and then in game, and then in game, the reprise, so that we can make sure we get all the extra money and beat Avatar. Which I kind of hope they do because I hate Avatar. Yeah. You got Spider-Man. And then Disney launches their network and they're like, oh, we heard you like superheroes. Here's all of them all of the time. Loki, he's not dead. How about a show of, you know, Falcon and Bucky? Okay, that'll be fun. And like, no. No. We, no. we were here for, for Steve and Tony. We're not really here for the I mean, you know, the rest of them are fine, but and it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Who knows? Who knows? Meanwhile, they had to kill Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And I will say uh, Jessica Jones season three, not as good as season one, which I think is a really high bar. I love that season, but it's actually real good. Uh, We're about halfway through it and uh, really enjoying it. All right. Well, that that was our superhero movie hour. (laughs) Welcome to superhero (laughs) movie hour podcast. You know, the hottest thing going. Yeah. Yeah, six years too late. So again, good beer hunting. Oh, beer! Yeah, let's talk about beer. Big I giant like beer. What article? The? Especially for a craft beer cast, beer cast podcast. Yeah, right over there. No. Okay. What the fuck is this? <laughs> fight! 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 So we've, we've talked a very long time about beer trends on the show. I don't know if I'm an allergic reaction to this or what. My face is clamping up. Uh-oh. Do you Go need ahead. an EpiPen? I'll, I'll let you know if I'm uh, not going to make it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Zimmergy or Zymergy, the American, or the AHA, the American Homebrewers Association, every year they put out this big giant list of, here's the, the top 50 rated beers, or top 25, sorry, uh, rated beers, which is always done by the readers of this magazine. So homebrewers. Yeah. Basically okay. homebrewers. Uh, but what's interesting interesting is that you can kind of look at this list and see some trends building around what's there and what's not. So just to give you an idea, so number one this year was Bell's Two Hearted. Oh, yeah. That's a good For one. the third straight year. Yeah, for the f- for th- third straight year, beating out uh, Pliny the Elder, which, you know, I think, okay, 
really quick, and maybe it's just because of the circles that we run in. I feel like that beer is a lot easier to get a hold of now than it used to be, even for us. Sure, but at the same time, I would argue that Bell's Too Hearted is easier for everyone to get. Oh, 100%. Uh-huh. And yeah. that's one of the reasons it's at the number one listing. Like, this isn't some sort of, like, regional competition where, like, fanboys from one particular brewery are voting for their backyard friends. Like, this is, you know, it's other... I mean, others in the top five, you're looking at KBS, you're looking at uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It's things that are made to style that people that make beer are like, these are fine examples of the style, and that they have a reasonable enough footprint that they can be in enough people's hands to accrue these votes. Yes. And they're consistent. Yes. When I get a fresh pack of Two Hearted, I know what I'm getting. When I get a fresh pack of Sierra, of yeah, Snappa, yeah. I know what I'm getting. Yep. When I get KBS, I kind of have a pretty good idea of what I'm getting. And KBS, I feel like, is up there because of the fanboys. But, I mean, well, still, it's still, still to be said for that. It's still one of the better oh, yeah. barrel-aged imperial stouts out there. Sure. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, 100%. For sure, for sure. Are there be- better ones still? Of course. Of course. But in terms of, I mean, this is just what I consider like to be the best of the non-whales. You're right. You know. You're right. It's and like, I mean, what are the best just regular beers out there? For sure. But then at the same time, some of the whales can actually land up on this list. Of course. And that's, you know, kind of what it, it, it sh- it's showing the trends that can happen. But just to give you an example of how varied this list is. So Two Hearted debuted in 1997. Snap is over 30 years old. And those were both in the top 10 of beers. Meanwhile, there will be beers that kind of float in and float out. So... Uh, somewhere in this list, and I don't remember, I'll have to scroll a little bit, but I'm behind. I'm talks about uh, Sip of Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawson's, uh, yeah, yeah, Lawson's, about three Lawson's years liquid ago. Sip of Sunshine. Yeah, showed up about three years ago and started making the list fairly regularly. Yeah. So it, it's kind of showing that, at least according to Mr. Roth, who wrote this article, that you know sometimes it's hard to make a flagship and have that flagship stand up as long as it has, and like Bells and Snappa are two good examples of beers that have been around for a very long time. And you think about what we were talking about on the last show, you know, about that German brewer planning on coming into Charlotte and, you know, kind of the beer scene that we have. And you've got the people who are loyal. And, I'm, and I said, you know, you've got like two type of people, right? The people that are loyal to a brand and a specific beer, like a McUltra. And the people that are into craft beer that will drink typically not the same thing. For, for these to be consistently in that list just goes to show how awesome they actually are. And if you're not in the habit of drinking all-day IPA, two-hearted, KBS when you can find it, you know, if you're not in the habit of doing that, you really ought to think about trying to add some of that into your diet. It's, um, I mean, clearly, three years in a row. Like, you don't get lucky that many years in a row. It's good stuff. Yeah, and it, you know, just kind of goes through and it shows, like, what are some of the... <clears throat> Brands that have started to drop off. So Ballast Point has started to kind of drop off on this list. Stone has started to drop off on this list. Um, or am I reading that wrong? No, they they were dropping off. Yeah. Uh, beers that aren't appearing on there anymore. I mean, three stone beers dropped off the list. Yeah. The shoots. Wookie Jack. What? Remind me what Wookie Jack black is. Black IPA. Yeah, black oh. IPA. Oh. Y- y- you know the thing that So that was, that was there for a year, yeah. Like, I, I like my, my only... The only memory I have of Wookie Jack, and I'm assuming it was Wookie Jack because I think it was Wookie Jack, is that Maze made me drink it, and I almost spit it out. I hated it so much. But Black IPA. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, the long and short of it, just like always, we'll, we'll post the notes, and you can go out to craftbeercast.com and visit them. Maybe even hit that Patreon link while you're there. It, it just goes to show you all of, as much as we think, sometimes I think as beer drinkers, that the new hotness is what's grabbing everybody's attention at the end of the day. It, not necessarily. Look, we are a tiny subset of craft beer drinkers out there. People yes. that, you know, us and folks that listen to a craft beer podcast, uh, we are not your are average a niche of a niche consumers. of a niche. Of course. So what we think is going to be trends and, oh yeah, everybody's going to be drinking this hazy IPA. You know, your average, true average beer consumer doesn't really know, doesn't really care. Yeah. Um, I always, I do like 
when this list shows up every year, um, just because I think this is it's a, a very educated subset of people, you know, homebrewers or people that at least uh, have a subscription to this particular niche magazine. But, yes. But I think they're doing a very good job of, you know, showing kind of what this subset of people really likes. And yeah, it skews flagship and it skews distro. Well, and I was to say, it, and it makes perfect sense because how easy is it to get a two hearted or how mm-hmm. easy yeah. is it to get a Snappa? And, and especially it, now that, you know, I mean, Sierra's here. Yep. They're good beers and people like them. Yeah. It's totally one of those things. And I've, I've <clears throat> gotten out of the habit of it because reasons, but what I, tr- what I was doing for a long time was I go to the store and I need, you know, like I like to keep something hoppy in the fridge and I've usually got something sour and then something stout, right? Like some variation and right. you know, all the Venn diagram stuff that, that floats around. But I'll go to the store and I'm like, I'm out of hoppy. And what I started doing was the first thing I would do is I go to look at Two Hearted. What's the date? I go yeah. look at Snapple. What's the date? And if neither of those are great, because sometimes my stores aren't, you know, my, my local grocer, right, isn't always great, great. Right. I might go look for something else. But that was always like, I wanted to make sure that I'm paying attention to that so I'm not, you know, missing out on something really good. Well, and I was saying, you, you know what you're going to get, and you know it's going to be fresh, and you know it's going to be good. Well, you know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get if the date is fresh. Well, good point. Good point. I mean, you know, so Josh, you and I have talked about seeing beer hit where the two-hearted was canned like two to three days prior. Yes. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. I mean, like, like you almost have to get that. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I check. It's like that, like, I don't want to walk away having missed out on an opportunity for, you know, week-old two-hearted. Because it's that good. Yeah, and I, I, I will never forget the first time I saw that happen here. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Dang, if I could get week old two hearted somewhere, I'd stock up. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Maybe you should start paying attention to your stores, Wells. And sadly, <laughs> I think it happens more at the big box than it does the little guys for stuff like that. Because they, they, the, they turn the product over. Yeah. It moves quick. And I know we, we say stay away from big box, but I sometimes think when you're going for some of that stuff that's kind of common because of the volume, that may be the better place to go. Yeah, people that are going to niche stores typically buy a niche product, yeah. which is why like a lot of bottle shops won't carry uh, Snappa. Yep. Because why? Everywhere else does. Yeah. So they don't need to. Yeah. And if they did carry it, it won't move because... Because it's Snappa. <laughs> yeah. And the people that are going to that store are not going to buy it. Which is strange. It is, isn't but it? But it's... Well, Jeff said it best last episode. It's paradox that we all live in. Yeah. Beer scene we deserve. Exactly. So I want to settle an old argument that I think we've all heard multiple times. And is that it about is, the Teletubbies? Yes. Awesome. And that is, can my cold beer get warm without it losing whatever you want to call it? It loses hoppiness. loses its flavor. It loses its carbonation. I've heard everything under the sun. Uh, yeah. Allagash has flat out done tests on beers and said, no, it does not really affect the flavor. It can make some tiny changes. And yeah, if I leave it in my car for eight hours when it's 100 degrees outside, yes, things are going to happen. Do you hear that, Connor? You can put higher ground in cans. It'll be fine. They can't, though. Look at... There's a whole off mic conversation about this. Do not this. try to ruin me making this about me, okay? <laughs> There's our show title. Yeah, <laughs> yep, thank you. But plain and simple, like I said, Allogas has done tests on this. They have taken stuff from their cold storage, let it get up to room temp or warmer, and it does not change the way the beer tastes. However, to your point, if you're leaving beer in a hot car yes. and it's 90 degrees outside, so I think it's over 100, well over 100 inside the car. Yes. Uh, For there's, hours there's, on it. There's in. letting yes. getting your beer get like a little warm or bring it up to room temperature. Don't let it get hot. So treat them like a toddler. Don't leave it in your car with the windows rolled up. Yeah. Treat your beer like a don't toddler. Leave it, don't leave it in the sun too long. It's okay if it gets up to room temperature. For the love of God, get it out of a hot car. So yeah, I mean, but maybe don't like let it get in the freezer either, because that'd be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and treat your beer like a toddler. I, I like that. And I think that's the the other point this article makes is that you know extreme swings will affect things. So if I, I mean, go sunlight's from, the bigger issue, right? One hundred percent. 
I mean, there are three inherent enemies, oxygen, sun, and heat. Yep. So if you keep your beer in a can at room temperature or below, you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. But still, I mean, cold's better. Well, yeah, it, it, it always is. Plus, that means I don't have to, like, wait for it to get cold again so I can drink it. Like, I'm not... <laughs> About and then, to, but I'm not about to keep is, all my beer out on the counter and just wait for, like, put one in the fridge one at a time. Yeah, the good news for you, Wells, is when the mountains turn blue, you know you're ready to drink. I don't drink that shit. I mean, here, here's my problem as a millennial living in this fucking gig economy is I get beer delivered from a beer store, and it's a, honestly, it's a 75, 35 crapshoot if it's going to be warm or not. And then I have to throw it in the freezer. Because I don't normally keep beer. on. This is actually the first time you guys have been here that I've actually had beer in stock for next weekend. Most of the time, that keezer's empty. Like, there's nothing there. It's because you're a drunk. <laughs> no, I don't drink during the week anymore. So I get way drunk way easier now. Cheap date. Yep, I'm a very cheap date. <laughs> cheap date, Josh. So y'all like video games, right? I like some video. Would you like to know that Budweiser has applied to become the official beer of esports? It's good for them. Um, because is okay. So I, I I am aware of esports. Mm-hmm. I know what they are. I understand mm-hmm. the concept. I have watched zero esports. Uh huh. Is drinking during esports a thing? No, no. not at all. Number okay. one. Number two. Nine times out of ten, especially if you're talking an esports league. These people are under the age of 21. Well, uh, that was going to be my next question, but okay. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, what? Why are you doing this? So and it's not just the participants, but the audience, too. So you're yes. going to have sponsorships for people that are appealing to an underage audience. Yes. Essentially. 100%. So time out. So um, how is this legal? I mean, <clears throat> right. When your average audience is in their teens. So, okay. They, I'm, I'm going to ask a couple dumb questions here, so bear with me. So it says here that they have filed for a trademark on the phrase, the official beer of esports. Now, I will ask the question, and I don't know the answer. Is Budweiser a beer of esports? They they sponsor Overwatch League. But, okay, so, I mean, I don't know how to ask this question. If there is beer at an esports event, is it primarily Budweiser to where they could say they're the official beer? You know, it's like somebody, you know, it's like, like like when Playtex comes out and says the official tampon of NASCAR, I'm like, okay, was that up for debate? Like, is there somebody picking up like Tampax going, oh man, uh, I'm not going to buy that one. It's not the official, you know, tampon of NASCAR. Like, like I, you know, like. Of the NFL. Sure. Of the NFL. <laughs> it's pink. <laughs> the whole point is like to just like, to like. Say that you're the official right. something of something if you're not the actual something of something. Like, I get it. It's marketing as a trademark. Yeah. But, like, I mean, could we... So, so by that motion, could we file for a trademark to be the official beer podcast of esports? Sure. Sure. Why not? But we've never done anything for esports. I know. I'm about to. Yeah, we about if to. If it's going to get us that sweet, sweet green, I'll do <laughs> something. for real. It's not, it's not a weed league, Wells. It's not. Uh, <clears throat> But going back to the other argument, and I think this is what really disturbs me, to be quite honest, is the fact that, like Well said, you are marketing to underage kids. Yep. Since when is that okay? Yeah. Besides, you know, NFL, MLB, NBA, hockey, NASCAR. Well, all right. All right. I mean, you know. Valid point. Valid point. Valid point. But I would say those leagues aren't tailored to or aimed at. Agreed. The competitive gaming demographic. If if you told me that they had filed to be the official beer of the Scripps Howard Spelling Bee, like (laughs) that would be a real problem. Like I think we would all agree this is a bad idea. But these are like bad idea genes. That's not far. But it's the beer drank by moms and dads everywhere while their kids are up there spelling for thirty-two hours. You know, like I get it, but I don't. Well, uh, to go back to your question, yeah, I'm I'm ready for both. I've never been to, I mean, I've watched some esports. I've never been to an esports event, so I have no idea if, if alcohol's even served at said esports events. And plus, why in the world would I want to, like, I mean, Austin, I game differently when I've been drinking versus when I'm completely yeah, sober. Kind of a little bit. Why in the hell am I going to be like, drink Bud Light? 
you know, yeah, well, when I'm the same, up on Adderall. For, well, for the, for the same token, <laughs> I mean, pass. I don't believe this is meant to be like the participants partake, right? Still. Because I mean, again, going back to but football, if the participants can't partake. Going if, going back to football for a second, but if none of those just, players are out there drinking during the game. Oh, of you course are. not. But the people in the stands are. Heck yeah! And I'm saying the people in the stands in an esports thing can't drink. They can't, or they aren't old enough. I don't know. Well, probably in some cases. Well, well, I was gonna say most of them yeah, can't. Like I've seen the audiences. Yeah, they are. Yeah, because I'm not going to that. Yeah. They're like, I already make fun of my kids for watching YouTube videos of people playing games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand, like, I can't figure out how to get past this part. Show me, like, a tutorial, something like that. Right. Why would I legitimately just... I'm, I'm with you. you I better be getting so something out of watching some knucklehead talk all the time as much as we do. You know what? Something just clicked with me. Oh, shit. So, in the Luxor... Here we go again. In the Luxor, in Vegas, I don't remember what it was, but they have turned it into an esports arena. And there is a full setup of a bar and everything else there because it's Vegas. Of course, there's going to be. So I wonder if maybe that's the only place that serves alcohol. So Budweiser's like, let's get this shit on lockdown. I don't know. Because, I mean, other most of the time, these places are convention centers. They're basketball arenas. Yeah. Converted places because it hasn't been serious enough yet. Yeah. So, I don't know. This, the whole thing was just weird to me. And then when I stopped to, to think about it, the majority you know, of people so, that watch this shit are underage. So, why are you marketing to you them? You know what this kind of feels like, though? This kind of feels Get like... Get them young. It feels like that move of, I'm going to go and register all of these domains of things I think might become big. You know, they're, they're in effect, like, cyber squatting. Yeah, I can see that. They're trying to claim, like, oh, well, hey, we're the, uh, we're, we're the official beer of the esports, blah, blah, blah. Because, I mean, what's it to them? They spent the, I don't know, let's say $5,000. I don't even know what the cost to try to register that trademark. But the fee that it costs them to register a trademark is probably less than a tenth of a second of a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. It is nothing yeah. to them. Yeah. And we're talking about them now. Yeah. Damn us. True. Damn you, AB. It could be worse, though. Yeah, it could be way more stupid. I mean, like, we've seen some stupid stuff over the years. It's about to and, get and I, and I want to like, like, like up in here. I want to say that somewhere along the lines, we made a joke about this next story, and I don't I'm believe sure that was did. during the time that we realized we need to quit giving out free ideas and uh, quote unquote copyright you know twenty whatever craftbeercast dot com. <clears throat> we weren't doing that at the time, and lo and behold, Anchor Brewing, not Anchor, it's, uh, Anchorage, Anchorage. No, um, it's right in front Alaskan. of you. Alaskan, Alaskan, right in front of you. Now I know it's Omnipolo, but there's it's it's not it's they they it's a collaboration with somebody. Oh, okay. Click on the no. I'll click on the link. I'm I'm saving that part. You have to okay. wait. Oh, okay. I gotta wait for that. Um, so Omnipolo and uh, I think it's Alaskan Brewing Company have collaborated on a um, <laughs> what they're calling the most exclusive can in the world. You guys, they did surgery on a grape. And they dipped a can in wax. So, I fun. remember surgery on a grape. That was a really fun meme for like five minutes. And then forty dollars for a single can mm-hmm. that's, that's been, been dipped, dipped in wax. wax. Now, look at the most exclusive can in the world. Sure, sure, whatever. It sounds like Trump. It's the most exclusive can. It's the most wax. Oh my, it's really great sticks. wax. It's the best wax. Here's the thing. I occasionally will uh, wax bottle tops on 20-ounce bombers because yes. it was fun. I haven't done that in a long time because, honestly, I got sick and tired of taking wax off of the tops of bottles. Well, and let's face it, most of what we drink anymore comes in cans. Sure, that too. Um, and, and so, like, removing wax, especially, like, so just to kind of give you a little behind the scenes here, doing a show, we're drinking beer through the show, and especially show twos where we have some of our bigger beers, and that's when some of the waxed bottles would start to come out. And so here I am fumbling with a little pen knife, yep. trying to slice around the bottom of the bottle cap without cutting myself, and then about uh, an eighth or a quarter inch lower to get that little ring off so I could get the opener, pop it open, everything's great. Not fun... When you're three or four beers deep, or six or eight beers deep, yeah. or even more, yeah. Um, and and so, what's okay about bottles is you crack that bottle cap, and the wax pretty much 
isn't an issue. Every now and then, something might fling up and land in the bottle, but it's very, very rare. True. How in the hell are you getting the wax off the top of that can to where it doesn't get into your pore? Yeah, I don't, I don't I, know. I, I mean, like, I want to know if this is a legitimate beer or not. It is. How do you get into it? I want to see a video of somebody opening this shit. Do you want to see the most obnoxious website you've ever seen in your entire life? Yes. Well, I mean, I feel like the answer has to be yes at this point. Oh, oh. God. Wells has not taken enough drugs to. Uh, no, I have. That, that is where the beer is, was released. Those cities. Amsterdam, Anchorage, Jeez. Bangkok, Barcelona, Boston, the Buxton. the obnoxious website I have ever seen. Ever. God, you could have sent me that I mean, like it's two a weeks ago. Animated, I uh, it's an animated gif of a kaleidoscope in the background. Why does it stop scrolling around? Why did it stop? Move, yeah. your, move your mouse, Josh. Why Let's see what happens. Going? No? Okay. Oh, refresh the page. <laughs> Wells didn't like I'm the pain. He wanted some more. Oh, Woo! that's better. Um, Ooh. There's no warning here that this website may cause seizures. Right. No. I'm going to file a lawsuit today. Uh, copyright 2019 Crab Beer Cast. Or acid flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about those. Um, so, so I, yeah, you, you, you step it up from it's a $40 can. It's waxed, and then you put it behind this. This website is, is annoying, but that isn't the problem to me. I mean, again, from a logistics perspective. No, you're right. How the fuck do you think get about that off? So, so a $40 can, you're not going to just like power through on the weekend on your own because you're lonely <laughs> like Josh is. You're going to take it to a Whales for Wishes, yeah. the Fat Boy Breakfast, something like that. Or you're going to trade it and get $200 for it and get more beer. Sure. That you'll never drink. But at some point, somebody's going to try to open one of these, and I want to see how it comes out. I guarantee you, you're going to see people who are like, I tried to look at, look, at all the, look at all the wax I got in this beer. Because, I mean, unless they've got some kind of like plastic cover over the top of the can lid. Right. Yeah. What kind of beer is this? We've been talking about this beer for a minute. It's a, it's, an, it's a barrel-aged barley wine, I thought. Because I don't know. Um, scroll down. What is? Oh, that's the. In search of for trade common sense, <laughs> I got to sworn I saw somewhere that it was. Uh... All right, I'll look it up, Josh. We'll go go back up to the top. Let me see the name. Okay. I just don't. <sighs> or the website Omnipoloscope. Yeah, Omnipoloscope <laughs> is the name of it. I I just. I don't see the point of this, but then at the same time, it's Omnipolo, and they do some dumb shit kind of constantly, so I don't know that this isn't necessarily... Oh, my God. The... Oh, please. <laughs> the untapped stuff on this makes me want to rage quit everything. Okay. How bad is oh, it? Of course. It is everything in all caps. Omnipoloscope number five. Fata Mosaic DDH Dramatomecadeco Bashredder Triple IPA. So it's a haze. Omnipoloscope number four, Never Miami Thunder Lemon Meringue Milkshake Raspberry Blackberry Double Ice Cream Lasse Goza. Uh, these are all in caps, by the way. Omnipoloscope number one, Raspberry Blueberry Blackberry Wood Age Sour Jam. So what you're saying is Omnipolo is like my grandmother. Number three, forward, 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 forward. So yes. funny, cute cats. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Rarest German Jesus Chocolorilla Waffle Neapolitan Ice Cream Cheesecake Scoop. Nope, still my grandmother. Number two, Superstition Strawberry Bourbon Mead Barrels, Superstition Aphrodisia, Syrah Mead Barrels, Vanilla Bourbon Barrels, and Buffalo Trace Barrels Black Barley Wine. Is that the name of it? Yes. These are the names of the beers. <sighs> number five. Oh, no, I did number five already. Uh, Some, somebody done had a stroke over at Omnipolo. Dude, I'm like. <laughs> they need help. I know. I'm like, I keep waiting to see this one that's like, you know, this never Miami Thunder help? Lemon Meringue Milkshake Raspberry. Why, 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 I mean, it, the good news about the wax tip cans is they make it very easy for you to spot the gullible idiot at your next bottle share. <laughs> I mean, at me. Sorry, I don't Mark. Care. Anybody who pulls this thing out is like, wah. That's sad. Wah. Yeah. 
You, you bought that. <laughs> this makes me angry at life. It really does. But at the same time, it's Omnipolo. I am not surprised in any way, shape, or form that they, they would be the assholes that did this. Oh, for sure. I mean, because, you know, like, again, it, it turns into that thing like, well, what do we do now? No, I got it. Nobody's talking about us. Quick. <laughs> let's, let's wax a can. Remember when the most ridiculous thing we ever heard was putting pages of Moby Dick into the beard yeast? Yeah, beard yeast. Triple IPA. Like, you remember? Those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. I kind of... Yeah. Yeah. When, when a, a, a yeast from yeast strain from somebody's beard was cultivated and used to ferment something, that was... We were grossed out then. <laughs> and now I'm like... And now eh. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I was I'm not like, mad. Well, I'm not buying it, but I mean, it's still... Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <sighs> Very disappointed in you. All right. Are we ready for break? Yes. Yep. We'll be back in 30. We're back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard you. I heard you. I, know I did you. heard you too. And you know what? Who cares? It's kind of. I mean, it's surprising with the small ears. Yeah. Uh, Wells, time for buy don't buy. How does it work? It's simple. We've been drinking beer throughout the show, and now's the time where we tell you what we think about it. It's a simple system. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Will we buy it? Will we not buy it? So Jeff, kick us off. So the first beer up is. Um, the big O. The big O. The big the big O, the big blood orange. I don't know. It's a Sugar Creek beer here out of Charlotte. Uh, like The untapped had like three check-ins. It's real weird. Um, it's the wrong untapped. It's called be. the big O. It's called the big O. Okay. Um, so this is a New England IPA. Uh, we have no idea. No. no. That's what it's listed as? Well, the one I saw on untapped. Okay, so take that for what it's worth. Um and the one that I saw, I had no idea what the ABV on this was. Seven. Seven percent. There it is. Um, you know, the very first taste of this. Ah, that's big OH. Where's the H in this? There's no H in this label. Three thousand nine hundred. No, no, I hear you. I'm just like, where's the OH on this label? I don't know. First taste of this, I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's a nice blood orange. Second taste of this, I'm done. I don't want any more. Don't, um, no, sir. Don't like it. Don't no, like sir, it at all. I don't like it. No, bye. Wells? You know, <clears throat> first taste, I kind of liked it. Second taste, I realized that, that it just isn't going to get any better. Um, third taste, I was just kind of, I don't know. I, I struggle with this one because I really like blood orange, but this just does not deliver for me. So, no, bye. Josh? Fair enough. So, Jeff and I were having a conversation on Friday. Friday is when I am allowed to drink again. I'm going I'm to allow you guys to, to piece a couple things together. Josh doesn't drink during the week. He only drinks on the weekends. And he messages me and he's like, I think this one's really good. We need to have the show. I'm going to have another one just to make sure. Which says to me, A, he's probably one or two in at this point. B, one. well, at least one because he just said he he's tore one. up drunk at this point. And after having this C, he absolutely was tore up drunk. A, wasn't. <laughs> two, wasn't. Three, wasn't. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> A, wasn't. Two, three. <laughs> he drunk right, now. So, he love it now. So the real conversation we actually had is I hadn't had anything in five days. And so, you know, you, you have that first beer syndrome thought in your head going, is it first beer syndrome? And I even told Jeff that. I'm like, I don't know if this is good or if this is first beer syndrome. Drink he literally said, this may be third beer syndrome, but I think I like this. No. Good job. <laughs> Had a couple of Dales, went back to this, still thought it was good. I still think it's good. I think you guys are crazy, but I can be wrong occasionally. And, and you know, the, the real test is, are you willing to drink a whole pint of it, a whole bottle of it, a whole can of it, let alone are you willing to do it a second time? You know, you're made of sterner stuff than me when it comes to this. I, I just, it, it has that kind of cloying 
oversweet, like a little bitter sharpness in this, I think would have won it over. And it's kind of like you, like you watch a, like a cooking show and they're like, you know, just a little bit of acid in there would have brought it all together. And I feel like that's what's missing here. It's just, it's too sweet. It's not working for me. I get it. I get it. I'll, I'll be, I'll stand alone. I'll buy this. By all means. Cool. Next we're up. Um, from Fonta Flora, the Stingray Shuffle. Not to be confused with the Icky Shuffle. But I would call it Icky. Did not like. Um, this made my face cramp up, if I could say that. Like, I, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I had a reaction. Yeah, you, had, to this, you had a... I had a reaction, reaction to this beer. And so I, I you know, I rinsed and, and tried again. And um, it wasn't nearly as bad. But there is something about this beer... I hate this with the passion of a thousand suns. Like, I really, really hate this beer. Alrighty um, then. I, I don't. I. It's just. What is it? The strawberry's weird. It tastes weird. I mean, it's. Did we talk about what kind of beer it was? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, a double IPA, fermented with local strawberries, double dry hopped with eucanut, hulemon, and meridian. There is no part of this that I enjoy. It's a big no buy for me. Okay. Well, strawberries were on point. I mean, it was a decent enough uh, 8% IPA, and I actually feel like they used real strawberries, not like some sort of cheap bullshit extract. I, I would expect them to, for sure. So, you know, if you like strawberries mixed with like a, a real kind of like melony uh, base IPA, then, then go for it. If you are strawberry timid, stay the hell away. <laughs> but I, for one, really enjoyed this. So I'm by Josh. So I had a chance to purchase said beer at my local bottle shop on my weekend ventures. Decided against it because I thought, mm, strawberries in an IPA? Uh, I don't know. Blood orange in an IPA totally makes sense. Hey, I love blood orange, though. Can't I, help it. I know. This is you... damn good. And, and while you're right, this is real strawberries. This is not an extract. 100% real strawberries. But, yeah, you throw that melony mix. It's almost like this weird strawberry melon IPA, which I did not think would work, but it works, and I'm very surprised. Oh, yeah, it's like 8% too. Yeah. Damn, this is... Surprise. 8.8. Woo! I think. Shit. Yeah, this drink's really good, especially right now. 8.8. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's well, scary. There's more for you guys. All right, cool. Yeah. All, All right, right, bye. Right All right, next we're up. <coughs> Beer number three. The Photon Spear from Old Hickory Brewery. So, um, Wells, you can elaborate a little more sure here. Sure can. Um, this was one of the uh, Spectrum series from two rotations ago? That's right. It was the second Spectrum 4. Second Spectrum 4. Trust me. We're on the third round of Spectrums. Uh, thankfully, they stopped calling it 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. We went straight to 9, 10, 11, 12. Like... So really, this is eight. Sure. Uh, but this is a, an imperial stout uh, bourbon barrel age with honey, cinnamon, vanilla, cocoa, and habanero pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I mean it in the best way possible. This tastes more like cake than Mexican cake tastes like cake. So, you know, we get these beers, and they're like, oh, you know, it's Mexican cake. It's this cake. It's coffee cake. It's blah, blah cake. This, to me, as I was drinking it, I could like almost chew it, and it felt like I was eating cake. It tasted like cake in my mouth. I love this beer. I love the fact that you guys have this in 12-ounce bottles, especially at 12%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, smart choices all around. Uh, I will be acquiring some of these. The, the habanero, sometimes the habanero can be a, a bit off-putting for me. It is not too strong. It is there. It lets me know it's there, but I am not hating myself for having had it. I really like this beer, Wells. Uh, please pass on. Kudos. Uh, big buy from me. This one, I wanted more habanero. There, there was more habanero in the Spectrum 4, and with this Photon Sphere, it, either by design or by accident or whatever, I don't, I don't get that. The plant heat. may not have been as hot. Um, it's, it's definitely more of a chest hit for me. Uh, I, I don't get a lot of flavor or palate fatigue from this. I mean, look, it's just a damn good Imperial Stout. I know I'm an old Hickory Homer. I'm wearing an Event Horizon t-shirt right this second. Nerd! Um, but, look, Homerness aside, like, this is just a, it's, it's just a good Imperial Stout with great balance. 
and certainly hides that ABV really well. And I'm a super buy on this. Josh. Jeffrey. Oh, uh, oh, oh, he needs a little bit more. Should I, should I keep talking real quick? No, you're good. While I sip some more so, of this goodness. Yeah, well, sometimes, like, I, Josh doesn't always give me the hand signals, you know, so I don't always know that he needs more. So that you're going to, you know, he's going to try, try a little bit extra, you know, just to. Just well, to no, I was going to say, here, here's the problem, and I'm going to have to have the next one up, too, because they were poured side by side. It was kind of. Okay, look here. I poured this one first, and I put it right next to you. And then you pointed to the next glass, and I poured that one, too. And then you sat them side by side. That That's is on, on me. That That's is on, on you. Speaking of, I keep drinking the next one. So if we're going to go up for thirds on that one, we need to uh, be <laughs> keep them out of my hands. Well, then just a tiny one, and then he right. he didn't finish it off. Okay, all right. I was going to well finish that off. I just did. No, Fair you enough. Weren't okay because he's already finished it off, but before you got to your part. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is really good. The, the habanero is there, but it's not like overly aggressive. It's not overpowering. And yeah, I, I, as I'm sipping it, I can start to feel it in my chest a little bit. This is damn good. Uh, so what? what's, I, I know we kind of talked about the story on this, but like, is this going to be a once a year thing or? We'll see. Okay. Probably depends on how well it gets adopted, right? I mean, yep. you know, if it sells out and it does well, I mean, that's. That's what, you know, small breweries have to do. But right. If, but if it doesn't work, nobody wants it, then, you know. Enough, enough people like Spectrum 4 that we felt comfortable enough to do it again, essentially. So here we are. I mean, to Jeff's point, this is a better Mexican cake than Mexican cake, to be honest with you. And again, like, I know it sounds dumb, but it tastes like cake. Like, I, and maybe it's the vanilla in it or something. It just, it like. No, it does. Absolutely. It just all the way through just feels like it just tastes like cake. It's so yeah. good. All right. Final beer up. Final beer up, uh, Prairies. We haven't had Prairie on for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is their barrel-aged birthday bomb. Whew. We've had birthday bomb on the show before. Yes, we have. We've had some barrel-aged stuff from them before. Um, but not that one. Though. This one's my favorite. I'm going to throw it down right now. Um, really? Yeah. Go ahead. Try and think of another one. Uh, Don't say Bubba Bolt because it's not Bible Belt. Uh, Pirate Noir. Oh, coffee noir? Any of the noirs. Yeah, coffee noir. (laughs) That was a good one. But the pirate, I thought, was the rum barrel-aged version. Yes. And I'll take take that over this, though. That was damn good, too. Man, coffee noir was... That was some rarefied air. Point is, we're in rarefied air. Point is, this one's real damn good. Uh, This is a barrel-aged imperial stout. Coffee. Cocoa nibs. Vanilla bean. Chili peppers. The typical things you find in In a prairie... In bomb. Perry, yep, Perry Rum. Plus the uh, birthday portion of it, caramel sauce and toffee. Fun side story. We're down in uh, Charleston about a month ago. We got, we're on the, the main street there, and we uh, got suckered in for the uh, by the pralines. They were still warm. You know what I'm talking about? You know, it's like pecans coated in this, like, mm-hmm. goo. Oh, yeah. And um, my wife looks at me and she's like, these are so good. Why do I like these so much? Because we always get them when we're down there. She's like, why do I like these so much? I said, dear, it's butter, sugar, and pecans. Yep. What is there not to like? She's like, oh, well, what do they put in toffee? Butter and sugar. She's like, oh, I think I like butter and sugar. I'm like, yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, Diabetes. People, mm. diabetics, diabetics, yes, diabetes people, diabetes people. <laughs> Shit, that's not. <laughs> there's, there's that's your not show title right there. <laughs> Woo, Wells is done. Cut him off. Um, this has got the coffee is what. What I really like about this beer is everything is there. Right, the coffee is there. I get the vanilla. I get the cocoa. I get the chili for a, just a hot second. The caramel and the toffee are all there. Like, there's all these distinct like levels of this beer. This is amazing. Absolutely amazing. No buy. I'm kidding. I'm buying this beer. <laughs> totally buying this beer. Wells, the uh, the peppers to this hit the back of my throat, whereas the uh, photon sphere is much more of a chesty uh, heat to it. Yeah, it just says chili peppers. It doesn't say what type. I know, but I'm I'm saying like the the peppers in this just physically present themselves a different way to me than the photon spheres uh, peppers did. Uh, that said, I bought two four packs of this. Damn, I am glad to <clears throat> share this with y'all, but I'm thanks, also, thanks ver- for, uh, I'm also very one. poor and a little, yeah. It's damn good. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, not amazing, but 
No, it is. Come on. You for, can say that. For liquid from prairie, this is this is r- rarefied prairie air. I'm yeah. It, it, I mean, like, we all know prairie is capable of this. We also know they're capable of some crap. Mm. This is not crap. This is not this crap. Is, this is a solid buy. Josh. Except for Josh, who's going to hate all over because it's chocolate and peppers. It's chocolate and peppers, but I like spicy things now. You know, it's okay. Here's where my head was. Sure. So I had a Hopefully chance. Hopefully on your neck. I had a chance to purchase Hey-o. this as well. I passed on it. Main reason why, Jeff kind of mentioned it. Prairie can make some crap sometimes. And it's not cheap crap. It's nope. expensive crap. $15 a bottle. Yeah, and so... But how much of that is Shelton Brothers, I wonder? I mean, it's, they've got to go through two distributors, essentially. So, you, plus you, retail markup. You, you start to make that value proposition to go, okay, it's Prairie. Prairie makes some good stuff. They mm-hmm. also make some bad stuff. And I am really hating myself for sleeping on this beer because I could have easily snagged a couple of four-packs of this, too. And I didn't simply because... To be quite honest, Prairie's burned me a few times. And so I, I, I was sitting there looking at the price going, that's a big gamble. That's a big gamble. A birthday this. bomb it typically is an okay gamble. Yeah, it is. But then at the same time, some of those other decisions came into my head and I passed on it. Yeah. And I'm kicking myself because, damn, this is good. And you're right, Jeff. There, there are layers to this beer and one some weird way that I've never really experienced before. Or I, I don't remember experiencing, like, like to me, it's almost like that scene from uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory where she's chewing the gum. Yes. And she's like, oh, I can taste, you know, now it's the caramel, and now it's the toffee. Yes. And now it's the chocolate. Like, like it just keeps hitting on all these, like, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's it is. It's amazing. Yeah, it is weird, because, you know, like, mid, midstream, mid-tongue, that pepper kicks in a little bit, but then that coffee, that toffee, that vanilla, the coffee... It all comes in at the end. And I mean, we sound like total douchebags talking about it, yeah. but it's that good. It really is. Like I, I am fucking kicking myself for passing over this. Uh, maybe I could get some more. You want to go make a run when we're done here? I don't know. I kind of want to, but I think I mean, I, you know, if you want to, I'll run you up there. It's fine. I'll go. Nah, I think they're gone, to be honest. Okay. I, I was just there Saturday, and I didn't see any. Okay. I'll, I'll go without on. you, and I'll buy them all. But yeah, this is an absolute buy, because this is delicious. Uh, it's time for that. Wells, how does that work? Oh, it's easy. So of the beers that we've uh, been drinking on the show, what's the one that, that we we've want? we've on the show. <laughs> what's the one that we want on tap on our home kegerator? Jeff. Uh, I'm going to go uh, sell one of my kidneys so that I can have a keg of the Barrel Age Birthday Bomb. Um, that, that's, that, is, that, that probably, spoiler alert, will probably be in my top five. Like, that was that amazing. Wells? God, can I go last? Sure. Josh? I mean, it's barely each birthday bomb. Okay, There's... Wells? <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> All right. That's it, why I did that, because I knew what he was going to do. It's it's one of those, if he was going to go birthday bomb... <sighs> Shit. Because the old hickory is so much smoother, but the birthday bomb is a... It's a better, more... Fuck it. Birthday bomb. That beer it's... would sit on tap at my house for a hot second and I'd love every but minute it would, of it. it but like I also feel too. I also feel like, you know, if Birthday Bomb wasn't in this list, we probably all would have ended up tapping Photon Sphere. 100%. So, yeah. I mean, it's like not a slouch on, on Photon Sphere at all. No, not at all. That's not at all. I mean, compare this to last show outside of one beer that you two hated. I think this was a pretty damn solid lineup. Yeah, we started rough, it, finished strong. Yeah, started rough, finished strong. But, you know, and that's that's kind of the fun thing about doing this is that literally we had a conversation what five minutes before we hit record of hey let's reorder this let's do these beers instead. Yeah, like Jeff had built this entire list and we're like eh, <laughs> it's in old fashioned about spend, your list. I spent time in my day to get it all set up because I think we've got everything and it's like all right it's. 4.30, it's time for me to leave. The lineup is final. 30 minutes later, I'm in the car, and Wells is like, hey, I got I'm bringing all this you. stuff. And I'm like, here's my substitutes. Okay. I mean, he he Belichicked you. Ah! Call an audible. The Omaha. Omaha. Steak. Snick? <laughs> Steak. All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Uh, we're, in- we're, we're at the end of the show, uh, which is the part where I say, hey, go to our Patreon 
and support us there if you want to support us. Uh, Josh is convinced our gear is dying. So it is. Uh, there's that. So any support you can give us is very much appreciated. We stockpile all of that until we've got enough to replace parts. Uh, that's why our voices are so sexy smooth. It's because of those microphones. Uh, meanwhile, you can hit us up craftbeercast.com. Uh, find links to old episodes and what have you. Uh, may have a special guest coming on here before too long. And uh, in the meantime, uh, if, if there's something you want to hear us talk about, you want our opinions on, hit us up uh, on the Twitters, at CBCast, or if email is, is better for you, uh, email us contact at craftbeercast.com. Uh, we'd love to uh, talk about whatever you want us to talk about. Within yep. reason, of course. Yes. Within reason. Beer-related, hopefully. Yes. Let's just... not. You're going to hijack our Nobody wants to hear us talk about non-beer stuff. It's already bad enough when we have, like, comic book hour and NFL hour. But yeah, very true. It's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, CBCast on the Twitter as well. How about you? At all the wells. One word on the Instagram and sometimes the Twitters. Josh. At JoshCBC on Twitter. Don't forget about our subreddit, slash r, slash craftbeercast. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And I can't think of anything else. So we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Sad, sad.